It's the Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show. We made it. We made it. Loving it. How are we looking? Hopefully, uh, you are kicking back, relaxing, chillaxing, enjoying the day. Getting ready for uh, what promises to be, at least it looks to be, a uh, beautiful weekend. I know uh, a little bit of inclement weather could possibly go through tomorrow, but Sunday looks fantastic. Today looks awesome. Uh, maybe you're heading into uh, the Milwaukee area for uh, the uh, the big gig, Summerfest. Enjoy. Otherwise, maybe you're heading to the lakes or a motorcycle ride or fishing or whatever it happens to be. It's going to be a great weekend. Or maybe playing some golf. Ben, Kenny, you're probably dragging ass at this point after doing all the hours that you are doing, but uh, are you doing any golf this weekend? I don't plan on it. No, unfortunately. A uh, little, okay. little bit of travel. I, You know, I, I'm tired. I've been playing a lot recently. I actually got out. We talked about this on Wednesday. I got out on Tuesday with my buddy when it was upper 90s, and we thought it'd be oh, a boy. fun idea if we just walked nine in, in, yeah. in that setting. It wasn't that fun, but it did create show content, and that's what <laughs> life is about, right? We saw some dudes without their shirts on, right. so came in the next day. Oh, about. is that is that was uh, was that when you were talking about uh, what it what you shouldn't do where you shouldn't wear your shirt? No, it's as uh, places in society where we need to reform our code of ethics once it gets to a hundred degrees, where oh, okay. it should be acceptable to perform acts shirtless, and the golf okay. course is one of those. Gotcha, gotcha. I was wondering where that came from. I never heard the entire story, so now I've got more context to it because I'm thinking to myself. Did this just come to you in a dream? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, just, just dudes running around shirtless, all oiled up or something. I'm like, Dan, Dan is there something we need to know, you know? So I'm like, where did this come from, you know? Uh, though now, now I get the context. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's a lot. Unless you're in a pool. Unless you're in a pool, that's about it. There's not many dudes walking around with uh, shirtless bods. You know what I mean? And uh, here's the other thing. I understand, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, I understand that we live in the northern climate. You cannot go shirtless anywhere else but poolside if you have the same skin tone as Ebo, because the man is transparent. <laughs> and seeing somebody walk past you that looks like a whitefish that should be laying on a beach or a shoreline somewhere, that's not good. So I, cause I said that to Evo, I was like, dude, you need a tan, man. What are you like a vampire? <laughs> and uh, he's like, Hey, I got that day, whatever the Norwegian skin. I'm like, I don't care what it is. You need to darken that up a little bit. That That's blinding. And how you and your wife find each other. She probably just reaches right through. You're like Casper the ghost. You know, you, you got to get some color on that. So, uh, so no, I get it. I because if you're not, if you don't even at least have a little color and uh, at least have the bod that can go outside of the pool area. Uh, yeah, you don't go shirtless unless you're on a boat. Then you're on a boat. It's not bad unless, of course, now think about this. It's not so much yourself, but it's the people around you that have to look at you. Now think about this. If you don't have the man bod that can actually take a shirt off and walk around like that, okay, think about it. If you're leaning over and you're driving a boat, you got your arm up, you got one arm down, maybe you're holding a beverage, or maybe you got one arm up in a wheel and you got the other arm on the throttle. Okay, right? You're with me? So you're leaning forward. You got the gut. Nobody needs to see you hitting waves with man boobs. All right? Nobody needs moves. That's what they're called, moves. Nobody needs that. 
Because you start flopping all around and people on the boat, you're like, what are you guys, seasick? And they're like, yeah, that's what it is. Because they're looking at your big ass and you're floppy all over the place. Nobody needs that. So poolside, get some color. And if you don't have the man bod, there is never a time in your life, unless, of course, you're by yourself in your own home, that you should be shirtless or pantsless. Just saying. It's like one of those rules. It's like knowing what a sport is. We know when you should and shouldn't be shirtless. Is that about cover it? I mean, yeah, perfectly. I guess I want to apologize to the listening audience. I didn't mean to bring it. I didn't mean this to transcend to today's show. You know, it's a Friday. Craig Council's on the show. It's supposed to be well, a festive day. I don't want to talk about dudes day. without their shirts. We have Craig Council coming on a little bit later on. Mike Clemens is going to be in studio with me, speaking of moves. We're going to have just, I don't know, whatever goofiness, fun, frivolity that there is on a Friday. We'll talk a little Bucks basketball in the draft last night. I get all that. But when you bring it up, going into a weekend, I am simply here like a giant PSA. I am here to help. That's all I'm here for. So if you're going on a boat and you've got the floppies, then what you need to do is either slow down to an idle and don't be flopping all over waves or don't take your shirt off. If you're on the boat, though, and you're just kind of drinking, you listen to music, and say, okay, you're cool with that. That's good. That's not bad. Or poolside, not bad either. But anything else, pretty much forbidden at this point. Unless you're in a car with tinted windows that nobody can see you. Then that's acceptable as well. There you go. Just saying. I guess our whole point was that if it's 100 degrees, those rules you just outlined should go out the window. Like a bar no, patio. Here's the thing: if you're if you're um, if it's a hundred degrees, now think about this because and I learned this uh, actually. I learned this a while back. I was doing the uh, U.S. Women's Open. It was at Black Wolf Run, and I did an interview at the time with Nancy Lopez, and her and Herb Kohler were there promoting the event and such. And uh, I was talking to Nancy, and she was talking about the heat that weekend. It was in the mid nineties. And she talked about the Korean golfers. They all wear turtlenecks and long sleeves. And you're like, oh, my, you just, you were just, like, bursting into flames thinking about it, just watching them. And actually, when they wear that wicking material, it does keep you cooler. And I, I didn't realize that. So I'm, I'm kind of like, wow, I, I didn't know. It, it's, it seems counterintuitive. But there's something to be said for it. So in 100-degree weather, to actually stay cooler, you wear like a wicking material. So there is never an instance where a dude should be going shirtless just because it's 100 degrees. Should never happen. Well, I, wish, about that I wish you were in with us because you would have differed greatly from what Grant yeah. and I were saying. Yeah, never. There's never, there's never a point. Oh, Grant probably just wants to take his clothes off anyway. Just run around lacrosse. Oh, there's Grant Pills again. <laughs> Look at him. He's over there. He's trying to push the uh, don't walk button without using his hands. Look at him. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, he's 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 crazy out there. But that that would be the uh, – the there is no – there's no time other than poolside, maybe on a boat, in a tanning bed, something like that. Okay. But beyond that, no, no, no. I'm even against – Dudes in the gym with those, they're not even shirts. They're just those, like, things that they put over their head, and they got the great big holes that go all the way down to the side and back up, and they think they're cool. Look at me. And most of the time, they sound like they're crapping. Nipples showing. So, no. Almost always. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Shouldn't happen. 
That's the reason I left my other gym to go to, over to Planet Fitness because Planet Fitness, they don't allow that crap. Not usually, anyway. So that's because that and the fact that they just got equipment. I just go in, I get my workout in, and I, I get out of there. But that's one of the reasons I did that. Just because the gym I was at, it was just, you know, it was lunkheads, and they're sitting there drinking their 57 gallons worth of water on a, in, out of a 50-gallon drum. And, like, they're oil tankers pulling, I'm going to hydrate. And, you know, the whole time they're flexing. And next thing you know, they poop their pants and have to go back to the locker room and change. So, yeah. There you go. You got a whole visual this morning, didn't you? Ooh, I mean, yeah, and Gray, uh, Graham Bills actually just texted me. He said, what the hell? I saw Craig Council on the Twitter video, so I clicked it, and I'm running around lacrosse naked. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> well, Grant Bills has got a hell of a weekend ahead of him, I guess. <laughs> he does love bird watching. Oh, God. Uh, Brandon says, I work outside year-round, and I agree with you 100%. Never have to go shortless. Never. Never. There's no reason for it. Uh, Aaron says, uh, don't you hate cutoffs? Don't you hate on cutoffs, he said. Oh, I guess Aaron wears cutoffs. Now, what kind of cutoffs are you talking about? If you're wearing a Daisy Duke shorts, Aaron, and those are cut off, I don't need to see that either. I'm new. New. No. Cutoffs? Are you talking cutoff shorts? Or are you talking cutoff shirts? If you cut off the sleeves, that's one thing. Okay, I get it. I'm not a fan of it. It's from 1987, but okay. But if you're cutting that shirt all the way down the side, no, no, you're trying to do something there. That's just you, you're you're just trying to be too hard. Ain't happening. All you do, you're the guy in a gym that people point at and go, "Look at this idiot." You could, because you probably look, if you think you got the bod for it in the gym, you probably look just as good in a regular shirt. Or if you really want to show it off, be man enough, wear one of those tight-fitting Under Armors. Then you can do that. There you go. Oh, I'm going to be, you know, no. Ain't happening. Uh, a little quipper over on Twitter has his undies in a bunch. Yep, it's a Friday. Uh, Mick says, holy crap, I had to pull over, spit coffee all over my dashboard. <laughs> Grand Bills <laughs> trying to push the walk button without using his hands. Oh, what a visual. Uh, well, you know, Mick, I'm, I'm here to please. You know? I don't, do you know Grant? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there you go. Uh, Zach says, hell of a start to the show so far. There you have it. Oh, uh, what does Ebo talk about? Ebo talks about tanning uh, naked parts, right? Yeah, Grant Grant yeah, okay. chimed in again. He said, "I'm the naked one," but Ebo likes to yeah. post pictures of oh know, yeah, Ebo, tanning no, the under no, regions. No, I I I know. See, here's the thing with Ebo: he wears black shoes and black socks, which only accentuates the brightness of his pasty white Norwegian skin. If you're wearing white socks, you kind of look nerdy, you know, with a different color shoe or whatever. But when you wear black shoes and black socks and you are as pasty white as him. Now, I know. Where's, where's he at? He's at camping somewhere. I saw him with a skillet and burgers out in the middle like the wilderness. Yeah, he's he's out. He's off somewhere. Definitely he's was not out. here this morning. 
We're going to see him on the next episode of Hunting Bigfoot. <laughs> Hunted by Bigfoot. Hunted by Bigfoot. Yeah. You know, he talks a lot about how I'm sure in the woods he could, you know, he's man enough to go take Bigfoot. I think he's crazy enough to actually try to do it. Oh, God, that'd be great. You know what would be great is if somebody actually dressed up like Bigfoot and came running out of the woods as he was sleeping after him. <laughs> and we were filming it. Or if he called into the show live as he was getting mauled. Yes. It's true. It's all it's about true. show content. It's true. <laughs> oh, my God. So we got off to a weird start today. There you go. Uh, there is never a time. Uh, ladies, you can uh, concur with me. Never a time men should go shirtless. Unless you got uh, unless you got the man for it, never. Poolside, yes. On a boat, yes. Only if you're going slow. Other than that, never. Never. If you're at home alone, that's okay. But don't press it up against the window. That's all we ask. Passing cars, careening off the road, crashing into poles, fires starting, electricity's out, the neighborhood's gone awry, all because you stuck your gut on a window. Nobody needs that. Just throwing it out there. Um, oh, geez. Uh, this one's from Matthew who says, uh, living up here in Verroca, what do you think about Ernie going shirtless? Oh, my God. Nobody needs that. Ernie doesn't need that. Ernie, I, I heard that Ernie ran around his house uh, a while back after coming out of the shower and saw got a glimpse of himself in the mirror, has now thrown all of his mirrors out the back door. They're, they're crashed all over the grass in the backyard. Just saying. Um, let's do this. Let's, we'll still step away. We'll put the show back on the rails, come back, talk a little bit about last night, the NBA draft brewers get a win. And after the win coming into today, coming into today, how are you feeling about your brewers right now? I got into this discussion last night. I had a good, uh, good talk last night. I was outside. I had some neighbors that had walked over and uh, just started talking brewers baseball. And uh, it was it was weird because it was like doing a talk show, but standing there in your driveway doing it, you know. And, and it was it was because my question was, they're right now tied for the division lead. For all the problems they've had, they're tied for the division lead. What are you complaining about? So we're going to get into that. We'll get into that discussion. But when we come back, the NBA draft last night. John Horst uh, discusses their draft choice, what it is they were trying to do what it is the Bucks are heading for. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This portion of the program, uh, always brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We are glad you're on board. Glad you are on board today. Look, we got off to a weird start. I agree with that. Nothing wrong with that. New problem. Uh, but uh, good to have you on. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free. 
Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, that's the way to find us. Best way to find us. Hey, don't forget, coming up uh, on Sunday, September 4th, the motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, the big Fisher House ride coming up. It's our 15th annual, and it's going to be big. going to be a big ride. Big ride, a lot of great prizes, really cool stops. you got to get on board for this thing. If you want more information, all you got to do, there's two ways. Go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run, Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Search it over on Facebook. Or go to uh, Fisher House wi.org and click on the events page fisherhousewi.org or click on the events page but get registered get signed up now as uh, this thing promises to be big this year got a lot of great stuff coming up uh 877-867-1671 hit us up please feel free to go ahead and do so so john horse last night uh so the bucks they made their choice mar uh what was it marjan bochamp is the uh, proper pronunciation? Yep. Marjan Bochan. Just making sure. They get guys with uh, different names every now and then, thus being Giannis. But that being said, uh, what did they like so much about Bochamp on defense? Length, athleticism. I think he's got a grittiness and a toughness to him. You know, he's going to have to work on his strength like any young player. He's going to have to work on understanding where to be. But I, I really think his length, athleticism, and kind of his mindset, I think he wants to defend. Um, again, the IQ, I think he understands the importance of that. The overall game, I mean, like you said, there. look, look there's, you know, there's, uh, how do I put this? Rookies come into the league, some of them just light it up. They're, they're just gifted, okay? Others have to come into the league, kind of morph into something. That's what they're kind of hoping for. But what do they like, what they see about him right here, right now? I think what we feel strongly about Marjan is that he's got a great heart. He's a really, really good person. He loves basketball. He wants to be great, and he's willing to sacrifice and, and put in the work and, and really commit to an environment in a culture that I think will grow and develop him to be great. And so I think it's the determination that he showed and the spirit of it. I mean, he's got a great heart. He's a great kid, great young man, I should say. And I think that's what Bud and I and, and our staff and spending time with him really felt. Uh, Horse also uh, saw improvement uh, for Bochamp uh, during the G League season. Uh, playing in the G League's hard. You know, he's a young player that played in the G League. It's it's the college basketball is hard too, but G League's a whole different level. And so he played against you know NBA level or pro level players at, at many different times. And and I thought throughout the year he got better as the season went on, finding his spots, finding his rhythm, finding his confidence. So when you get into the G League, you know, obviously, like he said, you play against better players. You're playing against the guys that aren't quite NBA ready, but. For the most part, they're better than just what's going on in college. And he played against some of the highest level guys in the G League, Horse says. And he's played against really good players. One thing about the G League is a bunch of fast, quick, athletic guys. And I think he really held his own. You know, we studied the heck out of him. And he was he was pretty impactful defensively this year, being kind of a big wing, but playing a lot of guards. So I think he's had some good experiences and kind of believe that he can do that at our level. Now, every player that comes into the league has some type of story. Everybody's got a story. OK, um, whether it's coming out of poverty and climbing your way up, getting a college scholarship and moving on, or it's something like Giannis, you know, you're performing in Greece. You're trying to make enough money just to get your family uh, in a better position. Uh, Bochamp, he's uh, Bochamp. He's also got an interesting story. His story is incredible, I think, for him to 
um, go through the things that he's been through and to get where he's at, to be drafted and, and be on the stage tonight was, was an emotional thing for him. I love, I love the uh, kind of the grittiness and, and the adversity that is part of his background and part of who he is and, and the happiness and the heart and the spirit that he has um, in spite of all of it and kind of working with it. And I think it's made him uh, who he is today. And he also, uh, Horse says, look, when uh, they made the call and said, hey, you are being drafted by none other than the Milwaukee Bucks. And I say the because uh, it's going to irritate uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, but he said, uh, Bochamp got a you know, little, little, little emotional right there. Yeah, I, I mean, pretty special. I mean, kind of emotional, almost almost uh, got me to choke up a little bit. He, Again, I think he cares about being great in, in being with us at a high level. He wanted to be here. Uh, whatever we did in our process and spending time with him, I think he really wanted to be with us. We wanted to have him with us. Um, the commitment to him now we'll wait and see because obviously he's been a G league player. You would assume, uh, being drafted by the bucks, he is going to be a roster guy. I mean, it doesn't necessarily guarantee you that if they feel he can continue to develop in the G league and he's not going to get a lot of playing time, uh, up in the uh, NBA, but, uh, he says they're committed to helping him get better, whether he plays this year or not whether they're playing in the games or not, we have a great system where guys get better in our system every single day. And we're all committed to helping Marjan be the best that he can be. That could be minutes um, for our team earlier. It might be a lot of G league. I think that's to be determined, but um, we wouldn't have used a very valuable asset as we talked about the other day um, on a player. If we didn't believe that he could figure it out with us. So the other aspect of this is, uh, and John horse says, look, uh, they're confident. Like, He's going to grow as a player. You just don't know how much he's going to grow as a player because sometimes you just don't know what the ceiling is for some of these guys and what their limitations are. But the one thing that, that Horst feels confident about is that there's enough veterans on this team and around this team that regardless of what his ceiling is, they know whether it's a little or a lot, he's going to grow as a player. Honestly, that's one of the things we thought about. You know, he can grow in our system because of the vets that we have. Chris, Giannis, Drew, Brooke, Pat. I mean, you kind of go down the line. I think that these guys um, will really kind of mentor him and put him under you know, their arm and help him grow and be the best he can be. They also, what they love about him, not only his length, and but, but his versatility, his ability to do numerous things on the floor has a chance to be a really skilled big guard good wing good wing size whatever it is skill and size you know combination i think we have a lot of that but just more of that our league is i think they're constantly trying to catch up the way we're playing and adding size we're a huge team and i think he's a guy that gives us a chance to do that he's another guy that can you know play big he can play small he's versatile i think he can play two three as he gets stronger can he play a four how his shooting grows things like that but i think the versatility of him just lines up with the way our league is going and then last but not least, uh, you know, John Horse was asked specifically what I was just stating uh, a couple of minutes ago is, what do you think that ceiling for Bochamp, what could it be as far as a rookie coming in on a title contending team? What is his, what is the ceiling that he has? Yeah, it, I think it's a balance. There's no way we want to put a ceiling on when he can have an impact. And I also don't think we want to put any undue expectations or, or undue pressure on him to say that we need him to play to be good. I mean, I think we think we're a really good team. We're on the verge of, of being great kind of each year, these last few years. And, and I think we're going to be really good again next year. Hopefully I think he has a chance to, to work his way into that. And if he doesn't, that's okay. So there you go. John horse talking about Marjan Bochamp 
now a Milwaukee Buck and whether he actually uh, comes in with the you know the the league, the association, or starts in the G League. Regardless, they feel they've got a component that is going to help them down the road. Now you just wait and see. You just wait and see. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to hit us up. Um, <laughs> Ebo must be listening. Grant Bills is listening after our opening uh, segment. Um, Ebo's out somewhere in the woods. He says nothing. And apparently he's within uh, the uh, realm of actually having a, a cell signal because he tweeted out nothing better than getting some sun on the nuggets. <laughs> so. Tell him to go back to vacation. Get out of here with that. He needs to go back and find Bigfoot, man. And then Grant Bills chimes in and says, is this why you wouldn't invite me to the cigar dinner? Grant, I did. (laughs) I did invite. When he posted that on Twitter, like it was like a week or two ago, I said, you're, you know, because he said, well, what about us who work till like, I guess like six or seven? I said, just come on over. Come on over. My guest. Dave Carney was my guest. I told them at the at the door, Grant Bill's probably going to come over. Grant never showed up, so yeah, he Grant, went you fishing. missed the opportunity. Uh, did he? Is that what he did? Okay, he was fishing uh, without a shirt on, apparently. But uh, but yeah, no. So we're going to be back. We got a golf uh, outing at I think it's Cedar Creek. Um, coming up, uh, I think it's August, and then we're back at celebrations in September for the last cigar dinner of the year. So we got two more visits. To lacrosse. So, Grant, you have opportunity. If you want to be my guest, Grant, I will invite you. I will put you on the guest list, and you can get into what are otherwise sold-out events for the cigar dinners that we do throughout the state. But you, you will get in. You will get that special privilege. And I do this for Grant because there are times when I'm gone, Grant has to fill in, and he works for me. So, good stuff. Uh, by the way, Dan says, nice day for a bourbon. And a cigar. Dan, you are 100% correct. 100% correct. Last night, uh, we had, like I said, we had a few uh, of the neighbors that were kind of out and about, kind of BSing last night when we got home, talking some baseball. And we'll talk about that coming up. But uh, ended up going over to Joey Albanese's yesterday. Had, boy, they have a, you talk about a turnout. Holy mackerel. They had cars up and down the streets yesterday for bocce ball. Holy moly. I, Ben, did you know that it's almost any team sport, people look for uniforms? But did you know they actually wear uniforms for bocce ball? <laughs> I'm kid. I kid you not. It's every it, it. What it looked like. The best way I can describe it. Have you ever seen the movie Dodgeball? Yes. Oh, many times. Okay. You see that? Okay. So you got the average Joes in their yellow and and red mustard color and ketchup colored uniforms. You got uh, Globo Jim in their spandex and purple. Uh, you had the the ninja team all, all dressed like they were doing karate. You had the hip hop team; they were all dressed in the baggy sweats and the gold chains and the white hats. Okay, that's what bocce ball is. The bocce ball teams, one of them looked like they were all coming out of a uh, beer warehouse. They had like the beer work shirts on. Another one had these neon yellow t shirt type of things. Another one all had like Under Armour polos. It was I, I, I I'm like this is bocce ball. This is the only thing in bocce ball you need to bring is two hands, one to toss the bocce ball and the other to drink. That's it. You don't need anything beyond that. They are serious, man. Serious bocce ball players. We were over at uh, Joey Albanese's yesterday and went over there and had, oh, my God, the ravioli was fantastic. So stopped in, 
Said hi to Joey, had a beer. Saw my uh, a longtime friend. I had not seen Mike uh, Parker in a long time. But I saw Mike over there, so it was good to run into him. And always see friends over there. Always see friends over there at Joey Albanese's. Right there on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield next to Menards. Stop in anytime and then, uh, wear your bocce ball shirt when you go in there, whatever that happens to be. Put a little bocce ball or something on and just tell them you're ready to play. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, are you good with where the Brewers are at? Think about that for a minute. Are you good with where the Brewers are at? Coming up later today, Craig Council is going to be joining us. Also, in the third hour of the program, Mike Clements live here in studio as well. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to be maybe looking to ride uh, you can do that too our friends at wisconsin harley davidson uh not to mention they are the landing spot come our labor day weekend ride and you will see rebel grace and uh p- which will be playing as we arrive and then playing our after party is going to be hairball and i cannot wait but go to wisconsin harley davidson and check out all that they have to offer WISHD.com is the website. WIS, W-I-S-H-D.com. That's WISHD.com. And uh, they are Wisconsin's best Harley-Davidson dealer. Right there in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, on Highway 67, just south of 94, right next to the brand-new Dockhound Stadium. Stop in, see my buddy Craig, the GM over there. Tell him uh, Bill Michael sent you. And uh, don't, don't think you won't get a little bit of a deal. I'll tell you that right now. Get a little bit of a wink and a nod, you know what I'm saying? So uh, stop in. That's Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to WISHD.com to see all that they have to offer. So two questions. Uh, first of all, this weekend is the uh, City Connect uniforms, the new Brew Crew light powder blue uniforms. Um, they have come under, for the most part, a positive reaction. Why are people so upset that they're not wearing the traditional uniforms, Ben? What, what, why do you think, is this just the get-off-my-lawn crowd? I hate to put it that way because people label me that way every now and then. But, and, and anytime somebody disagrees with you, that's what they call you. Get off my lawn, whatever. But I, I think it's cool. I think it's another way to market. I think it's another way to draw interest. Younger fans, maybe. I have no idea. But I don't have a problem with it. Do you? No, I don't. As long as the uniforms aren't hideous. And these are, I would not call these hideous. No. Like, I don't want them to wear them constantly by any means, but those days where they wear something different are, is cool. There are some teams, however, their alternate jerseys are absolutely disgusting. Then I have a problem. Mm-hmm. When you go back to the We Are Family Pittsburgh Pirates uniforms of days gone by Oof. with the soup bowl hats and the stripes around them, that's not the best look. The uniforms with the uh, the gold jerseys and the black pants, that's, those were cool. I like that, and vice versa. But, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't have a big problem with a lot of the different ways, other than maybe when San Diego goes back to their ugly uniforms from years gone by. Houston goes, oh, Houston. They had those, those orange stripes across the belly, the orange and the navy blue stripes across the belly. Uh, and God forbid Chicago, the White Sox, ever go back to shorts and long, long collars. Oh. 
Remember when the Pirates went red? I vaguely like 2008. Vaguely, I don't know why that one stuck in my mind. Well, because Pittsburgh in their logo, in that pirate logo, there's a little bit of da- there's a dab of red there. Um, and so I guess what they decided to do was go with the black, the gold, the white, and the red. Why they did red, I have red has never been associated with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they decided. You know why? Because they wanted to sell jerseys. That's why. That's why every 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 franchise has during St. Patrick's Day green jerseys. Then they sell out of them at the spring training facilities. Oh, I got to get me one of those. It's St. Patrick's Day. Yay! You know, that's why they just they because of marketing, because of salesmanship, so to speak. But I have no idea why they went to the red jerseys. The best, like I, I don't want to get into the whole best uniforms ever. I mean, I love the fact that I even though the Yankees are the evil empire, the Yankees are the Yankees. They really don't change a whole lot. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. They don't change a whole lot. Um, except their players' but, facial hair. Except their players' facial hair. Free right. Johnny Damon. Still mad about that. <laughs> the Red Sox, they're the Red Sox. They're traditional. They're not going to stray too far from that. Cincinnati being the first Major League Baseball team ever. Uh, they morph. They've morphed their uniforms over the years. I like the ones going back to the days of Ted Klazuski when you had the button-ups uh, the kind of wool-looking button-ups, sleeves cut off on those with the black sleeves from underneath, so the shirt was kind of like sewn in to another shirt. It was Those were pretty cool. I like those. But, uh, you know, I, there's not a whole lot of uniforms that I look at and I go, oh, boy, when they change those things, it's great. You know, I don't mind these, uh, you know, Brewers Connect uniforms, the City Connect uniforms. I don't mind them. I'm not a, uh, you know, I wouldn't want them to wear them every day. They look like a, you know what they look like in the picture? They look like a softball team. That's what they look like. They look like a a pro softball team or a, a big-time softball team. They don't look like a baseball team. So I don't mind them. I don't hate them. But that's my take on it. But, I don't, I, you know, some people get bent out of shape because of this. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good with that. No problem here. Uh, 877-867-1670. Rick says, I like alternate uniforms. Uh, I love the 1980s Green Bay Packers uniforms. Um, This one is from Gary who says, old heads are just out of touch with everything nowadays. I understand that. Um, Rick also says the 1970s Astro uniforms were the worst. That's what I was talking about. Those god-awful, the multicolored stripes across the, the gut, you know, it's just, it was, it was, those things were ugly. But now they're retro. Now they're cool. It's cool to have one. I saw uh, yesterday at the Brewers game. I think it was, uh, who, uh, God, uh, who was it, Adamas? I think it was Adamas hit the home run. The the guy that caught the ball in the outfield, he's out there in an old Montreal Expos uniform in a jersey. I was loving it. An old Montreal. But see, back in the day, the Montreal Expo uniform was ugly. Now it's cool to wear because it's retro. And anything retro that we look at is people over the age of 40 are like, oh, yeah, that's badass. I like that. When back in the day when you were 25, when you were 30, you were like, oh, my God. I don't think I'd wipe my dog's butt with that thing. That thing's nasty. No way. But now it's like, oh, that's so cool. It's, well, I'm funny how times have changed. I'm digging the new uniforms. I, I No problem with it. There are some people, though, that why are you getting away from tradition? Uh, it, it's like all of a sudden if they change the uniforms, they're going to lose. Wow, well, these are loser uniforms. 
need to get past it, people. It's all about marketing, and it's all about money, and it's all about keeping your team viable. So when you say go out and spend the money, go out and buy another player, go out and find another bat, go out and buy another arm, they have the ability to do that. That's what it's about. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. But where do you think, where do you think your Milwaukee Brewers are at right now? You got to be happy, right? You got to be. You got to be out of your freaking mind. And I'll tell you why. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. later today uh stop over and see our friends over there at um at the wrestling taco good friday good friday for you wrestling taco good stuff stop in tell marcus nicole go in and maybe watch the brewers game whatever it happens to be go in and load up uh margarita's t- uh, sounds good today that'd be awesome stop in there they have that theater seating maybe catch the brewers game a little bit later on good to go that's our friends over there at the Wrestling Taco, 84th Street, a couple of uh, couple of blocks south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Really good food. Uh, they open up at 4 o'clock. Stop on in. Grab yourself that early uh, happy hour margarita. Get yourself some good food, and then, boom, start your night. That's our friends at the Wrestling Taco. Good, good stuff. Um, uh, What is this one? Let's see here. Um, This is under the heading of Cheer for My Dad. It says, Dear Bill. I would very much appreciate it if you could cheer up my dad, Manuel, who has been diagnosed, oh, my goodness, with a brain tumor. He's a fighter. He's moving forward to start his treatment if things go well. Uh, we're going to try to be at Lambeau this year as a Packer fan. He knows challenges are uh, are overcome with hard work, strong mentality, and a huge heart. We're ready for the challenge. Kindest regards from Mexico. Uh, with love, go, Dad, go, Ma, and our Manuel Barclay, Jr., there you go. Oh, my God. I hope uh, nothing but the best. Manuel, I hope nothing but the best. When you come up and he beats this thing, you get a hold of me, and uh, we're going to we're gonna say hello and give you a hug at Lambeau Field, okay? But, uh, oh, my good. Uh, oh, my goodness. You, you can do this. Manuel, you can do this. The whole Packer Nation's cheering for you, my friend. Get over the brain tumor. Get past it. And, uh, and then come back to Lambeau Field real soon, okay? Boy, that's the. I just opened it up and started reading it. Breaks my heart, but he can do this. We got this. Good to go. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So here's the question. I'm standing out last night. I'm talking to a couple of neighbors, and one neighbor is like, "Oh, big win last night for the Brewers. Big win. Great win yesterday. Okay, or you know, earlier than day." And uh, I said, yeah, it was good. Good good five to four win. Good fight back. Uh, split the series with the car. Ah, they should have had that. They should have another neighbor. They should have had that. Boy, they, they, they should be leading by so much. They're going to they're gonna watch this thing slip away. They're not going to win. They're not going to go to the postseason. They're not going to. And I'm like, whoa, where, where's this coming from? So you got one neighbor on one side of me saying how great this is. And the fact that uh, realizing where the Brewers are, I kind of glasses half full. And the other neighbor saying, 
you know, Council's not making the right moves. The bats are terrible. Uh, Stearns isn't doing anything. Mark Atanasio's cheap. Not going a game until they go out and spend big money. And I'm trying to talk to them. I'm like, wait a minute. They spent money on Christian Yelich. Was that not a good move? No, of course not. I said, was it a good move at the time? That day when you heard that Christian Yelich signed and signed for a pretty good deal, what were your thoughts? Well, it was great. I said, exactly. It was great. But at the time, but who knew he was going to be this bad? I said, exactly. So they did spend money. It just didn't turn out the way you wanted. They did spend money. They picked up Colton Wong. Now, Jackie Bradley Jr. was a dismal failure. Apparently, he's got astigmatism, and they're fixing that. It's kind of like when they had to go to Wild Thing in the movie Major League. Suddenly, he could see the uh, see home plate, and he started throwing the ball like nobody's business. Same thing with Jackie Bradley Jr. So, I'm kind of like, well, I understand the pessimism to a certain extent. But all is, you know, it's not a giant black cloud hanging over Lambeau Field. Come on. It's also not, you know, the scent of roses coming out of my rear end every time I go to the bathroom. I understand that. But it's not, it's not doom and gloom. For all the injuries, when you start listing them, Narvaez was down. Wong, down. Uh, Adamas, down. Urias started the season, down. Uh, Lorenzo Cain having a, a rough year uh, and ultimately being DFA. Hunter Renfro, down. Wood, Woodruff, down. Peralta, down. Ashby, down. I mean, all you start going through this list, and had I told you that all these guys would be injured this season, there's no way in hell you would think that this team would be sitting right now tied atop the division, right? So can you not give them the credit for that? Craig Council, the credit for managing through that? That I look at it as glasses half full. Maybe I'm just an optimist. Who knows? But in the grand scheme of things, I'm I'm thrilled with where they're at right now. Thrilled with it. Uh 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from uh, Jason who says, uh, I'm glad to see the Brewers are still on top, or at least, and they've got, uh, you know, comma, or at least tied. Uh, the Brewers are doing their thing correctly right now. Wait for everybody to get healthy, then make a deal, and this team will be just fine. Uh, okay. I like the optimism. On the other hand, Joe says, uh, Craig Council needs to do more, push better buttons. Not a fan of always using Hater just in the ninth. He can get more outs in the eighth. They've pissed away a couple of games because Devin Williams and some of the other scrubs, as he calls them, can't get the can't get the outs necessary to get to Hater. Also, Hater taking time off is that really necessary? Come on, his wife was ill with their child, and then he had his first child. Of course, it's necessary. I'm going to venture to guess that you're over the age of forty. I hate to put you into my my category, but Joe, I would venture a guess that you're over the age of forty. If I'm wrong, let me know. Are you doing the is this men or men type of thing? Come on. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, that Christian Yelich has been a disappointment. He gets a couple of weeks worth of hitting, and everybody tends to forget about all the strikeouts that he's had along the way. 
What the hell? They're paying him to be a home run hitter, not a slap hitter and not a leadoff hit, lead hitter. They're not getting their money worth. Finally cut bait with the loser Lorenzo Cain. Tyrone Taylor's not the answer. Why can't anybody else see this? That's from Joe. Joe, you're – look, I don't necessarily disagree with everything you said, or maybe the severity with which you said it, but some of the things, it's like, come on, man. Come on. What the hell's wrong with you? One hour down, two more, three more to go, as a matter of fact. Hey, uh, coming up about an hour from now, Mike Clemens is going to be live here in studio talking a lot of Packers football today. And then three hours from now, hang in there, manager of your Milwaukee Brewers, Great Council, is going to join us today, too. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. One phone number, though. One phone number, 414-455-4451. ED, low T, or maybe, just maybe, could be something to the effect of uh, the all-in-one weight loss program. Maybe you need that, too. Call them, 414-455-4451. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.